Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by five members of my fire family. I have Ash. Hey Carl. I have Kev. Good evening Carl. <laughs> I have Rob. Hey Carl. I have Scott. Hey. And I have Mr. Spence. Hi Carl. And uh, yeah, it's another lovely yeah. Scott. You, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading, I'm reading my news. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the news. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> well, there was a giant. There was a giant fire in. I don't know if it's out actually. Yeah. Is it out? Yeah, 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 I think it is. Um, and Deer Park, Texas, which was a giant chemical plant. There's lots of uh, news coverage of it. Uh, one of the lesser um, news coverage things was uh, was Earthman showing up. So the headline is: Hose dragging superhero shows up to put out a giant chemical fire. Cops block him. <laughs> Cop blockers. It's like a Captain Planet style hero. Yeah, it says an unusual up. superhero showed up to help fight fire firefighters at a petrol a petrochemical blaze near Houston that had been burning since March 16th. Calling himself Earthman. Now, if you look at pictures of him, <laughs> I, oh, it's hard to describe. We'll put them up on the Facebook. He's got a uh, almost like a proximity suit on. Yeah, all <clears throat> silver and shiny. Um, with some PVC pipe for uh, SCBA, it looks like. Important. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think a vacuum cleaner tube coming under his helmet. Isn't that carrying a, which a, is a space helmet. Looks yeah. more like a decommissioned <laughs> Russian spacesuit. He's yeah. uh, carrying a green garden hose, which is the best kind of garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he has no shoes on. <laughs> which I just realized. I finally he wants to be in touch with the Earth. And in the background is this giant, massive chemical fire. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> Isn't that a beekeeper mask? I think so. Is it know. a beekeeper mask? Is it a GoPro one? GoPro <laughs> too. So, you know, perhaps it wouldn't be known sooner if the police wouldn't have blocked him. But, uh, <laughs> or he would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and they saved his life. One less superhero. <laughs> that was my news. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty sure, but... The, uh, the other thing we wanted to talk about was the uh, the RZ masks. We've been um, testing them at different things for a while now. We've got a review that we will be doing, plus a YouTube segment that will be popping up sometime over the next probably month. Um, and uh, I know that we had we had Warren on truck at one of our early early morning fires in the kind of, I think it was like minus 17 that night. And he had it on. It's colder by three degrees every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just keeps creeping down every time Carl tells the story. <laughs> it's like fishing. Um, yeah, it was it was cold, so he was wearing the mask as well because the, the wind changed, as Scott was saying last uh, last week. So he used it there. And then Kev, we recently posted some photos of you mm-hmm. is why on our very first grass fire, which we will discuss here in a little minute. Yes. How did you get on with it? That was good. It uh, it kinda the wind shifted and it started kind of blowing towards where I was on the tender and uh, it was starting to get a little annoying and so I was like, oh, I got this on me so I threw it on and 
that cleared things up pretty good. I could still smell the smoke, but it wasn't as irritating and harsh to breathe in. I think from what I understand from it, it just it pulls out the particulates as opposed to stopping smells. Because we tried it in my house that time when we first got it, when we were trying to sniff garlic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, this isn't Come working, on. I can still smell it. But it's not supposed to stop the smells. It's supposed to stop the particulates that are coming through. Well, one thing I noticed at night when I when I irrationally tested it inside the burn building, <laughs> I went inside and it was like, you know, it's obviously not designed for this. Um, I walked in a few steps and breathed in and uh, I could definitely notice there was, uh, uh, I could still smell the smoke and stuff, but my eyes weren't burning and I wasn't coughing and I was still being okay to breathe. So, because I think, yeah, what makes your eyes burn is when it goes up your nose, not necessarily stuff getting into your eyes. I thought. Actually, yeah, I noticed like my eyes, were, eyes burn, right? were stinging a bit before and yeah, after it was kind of. Fine yeah. I didn't notice it after. That's oh, good. That's science. And I definitely, because I was fight, yeah. I was going near the smoke and then I was like, oh, I wish I had my RZ mask, but the truck was parked like a football field away. So, I'm like, right. I'll just keep breathing in this toxic, <laughs> these toxic chemicals. Um, the uh, the one that I've got, I got the M two point five, and it's got the head strap. Because I know you were saying Scott, when, with yours there when we were right there. <coughs> yeah, I got the Velcro. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, so I was just like two point five. You have the straps. Yeah, M two, which doesn't have the straps, and I don't know. The... I don't know if I have an M one. You have an M one. I still have the M one. I got the M one. Yeah. I also have an M2.5, Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty good. Oh, I, yeah. I don't mind mine. It's, it's cool. a strap that goes around the back and one that goes up around the top of your noggin, too. Yeah, I think I like the M2. And they're not Velcro-y. They, ours aren't Velcro. No. Ours are like, they're like a clip. like a See, that would bug me. Like a plastic clip. You could take your helmet off and put mine on you. Or you don't have to take your helmet off. I like the speed at which mine goes on. Yeah, true. It's a Velcro, one strap Velcro, but it, does, we were, it might have a too small, maybe. You think? Mine might be. I don't know. It does. It feels like it slips on my head, but maybe I'm just have a slippy head. Maybe you got the old slip head. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think maybe that's probably what they probably got that complaint, which is why they released the M2.5 with the strap over the top. Yeah, I think. I, I think I mine, think. like mine's an extra large. I think if it was a large M2, it'd be perfect. Yeah. I think. Well, either I like, way, I like mine because it makes me look like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're all gonna make us look like Bane, are they? Oh, like the mask part. Mine looks cooler. Than, mine looks more cool. Though. The only reason I wear them, like, one's all black and it's got. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> you get the shark's tooth one though. That's even cooler. They got some it's really like cool a, ones on there. It's like a re the shark tooth one's like uh, a retro like style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ten bomber or Spitfire or dog. Sure. I know planes. Um, yeah, so we are going to be getting a code, a promo code for those. When we released that post with Kev, there was a lot of people on there that were looking to um, to purchase them. Again, that review will be out soon and a promo code will be coming with that too, so you'll be able to get a discount on those. And uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Uh, moving on, today's episode is going to be entitled spring into action and that is because obviously we are now into spring finally we've had the runoff and water's coming and the heat's raising and we got all the fun stuff going on so we even had and as we said earlier our very first grass fire of the so, season of the season not ever well <laughs> for some maybe it's been a long time coming <laughs> we heard about these grass fire things we never had <laughs> So um, yeah, who wants to uh, who wants to start? 
with that one, the grass fire piece. I say the responding officer. There you go. Who's that? Which one? <laughs> I don't think he's here, actually. He's he? not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Duty officer. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was, uh, came in as a, a minor fire. I was actually at work, so I didn't get the page because my pager wasn't with me, but I saw it popped up on my, uh, my I'm responding. And it said there was a minor fire. And so, yeah, interesting. So I walked out of work and I was going to actually radio. I'm not going to be able to make it because I didn't know what it was. And I, I think I texted one of you guys to see what it was. He said it was a grass fire. And yeah, I looked over and it was close to my work, so I saw a lot of smoke. So I decided, I will take some time off work. <laughs> but it actually coincides with about my hour-long lunch, so it was perfect. <laughs> so that's kind of why I left back to work after I was there for about an hour. Um, so I got in the duty truck, went out there. It was, uh, I'd say it was, when I got there, it was a good football field-sized um, burn on some, um, like, a pasture that was, it was actually really short grass short like dead grass but it was burning it was actually burning pretty good for middle of march and uh i mean there's still snow in the mountains um yeah it was going pretty good i mean it wasn't very high because the grass was short but i could see if that was if the grass was higher or for summer we would have had a issue um wind driven blowing towards the structure um structure wasn't really threatened it was more it probably would have hit the fence of the uh like paddock where the horses were and stuff uh, didn't want to lose any of that stuff. We could easily control it. So, yeah. Then we uh, the the engine was the first one on scene. They put the, that out, and we realized because uh, where it started, it was from uh, the bush. Um, actually, sorry, from a, a, a field. It's like an adjacent property. Yeah, adjacent property. They were burning some slash. It jumped into this uh, kind of densest dense-ish bush. Mm -hmm. And then and then that jumped into this field so it was actually interesting at, at first I thought it was uh, this field that they were burning in the field and it got out of hand because it because when I was listening on the radio as I was driving there it sounded like it was a farmer's fire got out of hand so I thought that was whose field it was but uh, after we started putting it down down and I looked through the smoke I could see like the trees were burning <laughs> behind the property so that's where it started. So that took a it took a lot more time putting that part out, which I'll pass over to Ash because he was the one dealing with that problems those problems. Yeah. So like Scott says, we got there. I was the uh, officer on the truck uh, on the first, I guess, handling pumper that got there. Um, we got ourselves set up, dealt with. Uh, so you've got glitter on your eye. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sparkles. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying sparkles. <laughs> well, this is my last one. <laughs> so we, uh, we got with the grass fire quick there, and uh, right away, um, once that kind of got knocked down, Scott's like, "Oh, yeah, there's there's a lot more over there." So we start stretching hose, and at that point, we started thinking about water as well, um, and Kev rolled up in the tender. Uh, we started to stretch some lines into that thicket, and uh, we noticed that uh, it was annoying as hell because it was super thick. It was really tough to get through it. Um, and then there was a bit of a creek, and on the other side of the creek, which we couldn't cross, was where all this other stuff was burning and where it started. So we ended up having to send uh, a bush truck around because it was pretty rough terrain to get. We couldn't get 
a pumper in there. So we ended up sending the bush truck and the duty truck eventually, I think, yeah. around the other side there to do some attack from the far side that we could get knocked down from ours. Mm. Mm. Which kind of leads us into the spring and the, like getting prepared for spring and summer because uh, that morning when I was driving the duty truck to work, I was actually thinking, eh, this thing could probably use some water because we obviously don't put water in it during the, um, it's a small um, what, high pressure pump yeah. that we have in the back of that truck. Um, usually we carry how many gallons of water? 300? 300? 300-ish gallons of water. 300, 300 yeah. around there. Um, so obviously we can't leave it in there in the winter because the duty truck's driving around all over town. Um, so I was driving to work that day and I, I was actually thinking, eh, this probably could use some water pretty soon, but I'm thinking grass fires are a few weeks away, if not a month or two away. Mm-hmm. And then of course this happens. So uh, we had to quickly fill up that and then we were having some issues starting the, uh, the pump because that thing hasn't been ran since probably last August. Because <laughs> um, it's something, you know, we don't, you know, we will do these these checks on these engines, but like over the winter, what would be the point of doing it? Because it, it had no water anyway. So no it had snowed <laughs> less than 10 days prior to this. Yeah. 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 So, it, so it, we you're just, not yeah, thinking A little bit of a heat wave. <laughs> um, so that took, we had to fill up that um, unit. And from my understanding, the forestry truck also didn't have any water when it left the hall here true that no it did not so i know um i was talking i was i i likened it to a uh preseason hockey game or football i guess if you're american um (laughs) 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 or rugby if you're from wherever other country you're from (laughs) 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 australian rules football if you're from where carl's from lacrosse right anyways um isn't that canadian (laughs) (laughs) anyways a i liken this fire to a fire that doesn't really matter like uh you know like like preseason uh preseason games that don't really matter it's kind of like a time to shake off your uh the rust make sure all your gear is in working order um really nothing was in danger and that's what that's why i kind of like in these early season grass fires too and it's good we have these early season grass fires because it does get us um kind of keyed in and stuff right nope no? Uh, <laughs> you want big ones right off the bat? No, well, I would like to 100% disagree with the preseason hockey analogy. Oh, God. <laughs> Every game counts. Every game counts. Yeah. Um, you, we, whoever on the first grass fire of whatever year it is, are a gust away from it being Stanley Cup playoffs. And if you're, on your, if you're flat on your heels for that first one, you could lose the cup. Anyway, I don't, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy that uh, grass I fire. Both of that analogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our efforts yeah. make it to the second round for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. We yeah. probably yeah. took yeah, it to seven. But... Well, yeah. good point. Well, I, I think... you weren't. I know you weren't. Because <laughs> no, I think my, like my point was it was so. like it's good to have a small one before we have a big one. Yeah, because yeah. it's right. like a warm up. Yeah, it's nice. But if you have the big one, you're gonna take that game on. Yeah. And win it, damn it. Yeah. But can you choose? No. Well, I guess <laughs> it's nice. It's nice that it was a small. Sure. Yeah. All right, I'd buy yeah. that. I'm guessing this situation, like, because we had a lot of guys out there. And there was a whole yeah. bunch of people out there doing the thing. Um, but yeah, you're right. It could have been. If we didn't have two units and a bunch of guys, it probably would have hit the structure or at least the, the horse paddocks by the sounds of it. So, yeah. Regardless. Just be wary, <laughs> at least for us, it's, it's already season. Which is crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that First brush that was burning, it was like freaking swamp in there. Yeah, there was really like in there. a lot yeah. of moisture in there. It, burn like that. <clears throat> it was burning fairly slow. Like, it wasn't ripping. In the 
Yeah, and that like, bushy, like the one tree went up pretty good, but after yeah, that, like it kind of stopped itself. Yeah, it was just annoying. annoying. Yeah, it was just a really annoying fire. Yeah, <laughs> and it was getting into the uh, what, cottonwoods or whatever, and mm-hmm. ended up having to chop one down because it was inside there. So speaking of chopping them down, which is something we don't normally ever do, no, but <clears throat> I mean, there's some good points to it because it's like, like we could sit there for three hours and dump thousand gallons or a million gallons of water and it would never go out because it's going to stay inside that. Still staying inside. Well, so. There's a picture downstairs <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, tree exactly. fire that we went to for three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Literally, three hours. Literally, literally, literally yeah. we called back like three and days a couple times each day. We really? were like, tree is still on fire. Yeah, you know, a couple times we're like, why don't we just chop it down? Oh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not tree choppers. We're firefighters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a long weekend. We were there like yeah. a couple times. Yeah, I think that's when I first started. I was like, why are we, and I, yeah, I first started I'm like this seems odd we, why are we going to chop part of this thing down get inside and deal with it but, yeah. so evidently it got dealt with I wasn't there when I had left but you guys dealt with this fire by yeah so chop it down what kind of yeah so what chop the fire down chop, chop the fire down so yeah. we learned that on backdraft <laughs> right, right. Yeah. we started with an axe right? I guess it's terrible so we moved on like, to our chainsaw I uh, got about halfway through and realized this is still terrible and luckily one of our other uh, responding members who lives close by came in an old uh, personal vehicle and brought a real man saw this, this thing is next level um, it was pretty impressive once we got the, the right equipment there uh, knocked it down quickly and then we uh, couldn't stop him he just kept chopping trees down <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. so um, I guess then the kind of process that we're going through now is now we've realized that it's here and it's it's kind of it's already time we now need to go through the process of prepping everything for spring mm-hmm. and one of those is uh, I noticed that there's a whole bunch of new Cleveland rolls on the forestry truck on the tender actually on the tender yeah. yes they're not new we've had those actually rolled up for quite a while but they were rolled in a donut roll yes. last year no, they are we had done we had done a double cleveland roll at some point last year or oh, it was the last year after we lost some hose in a fire i think we talked about where matt won an award that. yeah um so i got to thinking how was what's a better way to roll these things and the Cleveland roll came to mind, so I did a double roll. Like so, I put two to link two together. Get that got a little un, unruly, like it's hard to handle because they were both like you're trying to like balance them without messing all the hose line up. So then uh, in September, I think I took like six, five or six links of that hose and Cleveland rolled each one because they're a hundred foot links because it's four strokes, so it's much lighter and the single jacketed. Um, so I Cleveland Cleveland roll each one and put a water thief on. Um, every one of them, so that way when they're connected, every connection point has a water thief. So a water thief, uh, we have a conline hose, which is basically a garden hose. So Earthman could have actually come and helped helped us fight that fire. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this garden hose connector for like mop up and that sort of stuff. You can actually put sprinklers on it too. A lot of departments put sprinkler lines uh, to help with uh, wet dirt. Um, and then the front of the hose has a just a regular like. I think it's a Hanson nozzle, isn't it? That's what that's known as. It's like a yeah, yeah, little Hanson nozzle. So it's really good because it's way easier to pull that hose everywhere. Like we deployed how many feet of hose did we deploy? Like four hundred feet, Ash. I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like at first we were dragging an inch and a half structural hose, and it was like we got one hundred fifty feet out, and and I could see the guys getting bagged. And Uh just seems like we learn that lesson every year. (laughs) Every year. Well, we're learning our. I mean, we're, we've learned it. It's just now. It's just a time to figure out where these 
forestry hoses are going to sit because mm-hmm. engines are getting full of hose. And yeah. so we're discussing some options on mm-hmm. relaying the hose bed because uh, there's certain hose we haven't used in quite some time and uh, relaying the hose bed. So right now we just have uh, basically one of our compartments on our tender because the tender, I think nine times out of ten, the tender is going to show up to a grass fire because typically a grass fire is going to be someplace where a hydrant isn't normally going to be right next to it. Um, so the tender has all these hose on it. So when the tender pulls up to dump its water, um, if there's a savvy person around, we'll pull all that <laughs> forestry hose off and get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and rolling in Cleveland roll is great because we had two going at once and we just charged in place two of them all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we do definitely harp on about the Cleveland roll, but we use it in pretty much everything now. And it's been super useful in every situation like especially grass fires i i really like on grass fires just because you don't have to try and roll out a donut roll into thicket (laughs) and brush and cactus and everything else it just you can find a fairly good spot to deploy and then you're just all in one one zone right it's way well it is known also as a wildland roll that's the other name for it yeah or an apartment Mm -hmm. pipe roll yeah it's got a few names yeah so not cleveland got it Mm. either way it works and it works really well um, and maybe we'll get a picture for the gram and for the book face maybe just for some that yeah, we need that. Um, we, yeah yeah well one, yeah, one thing um, for the straps on our because our Cleveland roll that we use for structure fire we have straps that we have and uh, we don't want to lose them right because they're you know, I mean they're not expensive but you want to keep replacing them whereas these ones I just took some uh, like baling twine like we'd use for almost like hay I think that's what that is mm-hmm. and I just tie it on because that way if we like we cut it off in the bush who cares because I know what's going to happen is the only thing we realized I didn't put a knife on there <laughs> so we're like oh how do we cut this because <laughs> most of us carry in our turnout gear but I was officering and I didn't my a knife on me because where I work so uh, we were trying to <laughs> I just grabbed uh, yeah, I think Bob, Bob actually had a knife on him the I chief showed up Warren's, here uh, little tool from his turnout gear <laughs> <We'll see something. laughs> oh, oh, <easy. laughs> Well, and once we were down there, I grabbed a knife. It was a little tool. It's no foul of it. Seatbelt cutters. I, I still think that we should just go and just buy Velcro, honestly. We can probably get a roll of Velcro for like 20 bucks on wherever. And just you haven't bought Velcro. Velcro lately, have you? <laughs> anyway, regardless. <laughs> I think you should. Just because string, I, I get it, but. I, don't know. I was saying it last year today. Like it we worked just, pretty well, I thought. Yeah. It's, it's good as long as we had stuff. Yeah. Oh, so what I did actually, since then, I we have a little forestry box of all of our um, other random pieces and connectors and stuff that we usually bring out with us because it's also got the Econoline in it. Right. So I threw in there an, an exacto knife to cut the wire, cut the line. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I actually, so and it actually, it slips right off most, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So I have it tied. You got some? Yeah. There's a knife on it now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. An actual knife attached to Like a knife attached. Yeah. Sweet. See you later. Yeah. The um so let's maybe let's just talk about the things that we start because I know for me now um I'm probably gonna I'm gonna put my camel pack back in there just so I've got that that water pack. Get some jerky. Get some jerky. The old right. pack jerky. Pack jerky buddy. I'll tell you, man, it's a saver. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Oh, I'm buying a smoker. I have to smoke my own. Smoke your own. Smoke your own jerky. There you go. Just carry it around. It's nearly ready, boys. Two more hours. Don't put that piece out. I actually have a funny story about smoked, smoked meat. <laughs> so, so when I got back to work, one of the clients 
that I work with, <laughs> he was coming in, and he said, he's a big, really big dude, he's like, what smells so good? <laughs> I'm like, does it smell like barbecue? He's like, yeah! I'm like, that's me. <laughs> and I'm not for eating. <laughs> he just was quiet and walked away. <laughs> yeah, because I obviously hadn't changed from coming back from the fire call. <laughs> because of where it, that would be really awkward. <laughs> it just licks his lips and walks away. Um... <laughs> Another, so, uh, wow. uh, Ash, you came up with a neat little uh, thing for yeah. So for your summer pack. I, I think I talked a bit ago about uh, trying to stash some sunglasses in your turnout gear, um, and I did. But the problem is, we, we were out there, and we there's things on fire, so we roll out with all of our full PPE ready to rock, and then as it progresses, you start to peel layers, but you're still out there for... There's another hour of messing around trying to wrap things up. It's quite bright outside. And a football field away is my uh, turnout coat with my sunglasses tucked in the pocket, and I'm squinting away like an idiot. So I keep in my helmet a spare balaclava up on top of the deal there. And I'm like, there's a lot of extra space there. So I take now my sunglasses in that spare balaclava and I put it up there because I always have my helmet with me. So I can... I wonder if how hot they're going to get into the burn building. I'm going to try it out this weekend. Yeah, I'm interested. This Thursday. This, this Thursday, yeah. 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 Be a good test. Don't mm. melt your head. Yeah. Well, it'll be in the just assuming if they're wrapped in the balaclava, they should be okay because That's, in theory... was the idea. Our yeah, heads yeah, wrapped in the balaclava. It was good enough to stop me from... Melting. Melting. I'm hoping that under the helmet it will yeah. also be okay. So if not, I mean, be wearing I'll, I'll let you know. I might like, uh, be bald and have many degree burns. There you go. <laughs> we shall see. That's how things are tested. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yep, didn't work. Yeah, that's that's why warning good. labels get put on things. <laughs> Do not start with sunglasses and touch your helmet. It will drip on your head. Yeah. So take that as a take that as a precautionary warning. Yeah, I'm not here next week. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty years from now, someone will be like reading a warning label going. Yeah. Put their sunglasses in the Um Yeah, is anyone apart from my normal and I'm sure everyone knows, remembers and will always never forget socks. Is there anyone else that has any input as to things that they do just briefly, just coming up now, things that you might just change in your gear? Um, things that you might be looking to just make sure that you've either got on you or whatever. Obviously, the water one's always a big one, right? Make sure you're dying on a lot of that. Yeah. I'm a little lax on pocket water over the winter, mm -hmm. and I'll be yeah. replenishing for sure. Yeah. I'm going to take my socks from my, my locker that have been sitting there wow. since last season and wash them <laughs> and then put them in the hands. And burn them in the burn <laughs> Oh, they're all they're good. You know, uh, <laughs> Steve Steve has socks that he's had since he started like 15 years ago. He's never washed, right? His oh, good well, luck I socks. Think so, yeah. 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 His yeah. feet are going to fall off. Yeah. <laughs> like straight yeah, fall off. Yeah. I've got a big wrap of socks hanging on my coat hanger there, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's pretty revolting. That's, yeah. yeah. Wear yeah. socks. <laughs> Although, yeah, actually, um, Grant did not have socks on the other day. Oh. And because he came to me to bring the keys back. Mm the duty truck because I left it there um, he comes limping up like, what happened to you and they can see he's like kind of walking funny in his boot he's like I didn't have socks on I'm gonna 
big ass blister. <laughs> so yeah, that's bad. Because Grant doesn't wear socks in a in minus twenty day. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But those new boots that we have are decent. No, no, he was wearing the old, old boots. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think because that's what's in his car, because he went direct in his car, right? Because he's the uh, first officer on scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they shred your feet. Yeah. That was what I was wearing that day when I just yeah, got like two holes. He's definitely probably hurting right now. Yeah. Oh, man. That oh. sucks. Yeah. He's going to have to wear his flip flops now for like two weeks to get the skin all to heal up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's pure full time flip flop. Well, absolutely, yeah. Like, he walks around him in the snow. Um, yeah, so I guess with grass fires, anyone else got anything to add? We, we, we talked about grass fires quite a lot over yeah, times, yeah. but um, the other thing that we now will be prepping for as well in our area, which seems to be a regular occurrence now, is flooding. And uh, last year we had some really bad floods turned like a, a creek that hasn't ran since I think it was the 70s. It was about two, three feet wide into about a 23 foot wide. Yeah. By the time it was done, That's just big. yeah, it, it was, took out roads and yeah, not any houses. No, houses. It, yeah. it managed to divert most of the houses, but we were there sandbagging for a while. I know forestry were dying sandbagging for a huge period of time. We had a, a chain gang of forestry guys over in our training grounds for a few months, just yeah. with the sandbag machine, just making more and more sandbags. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a terrible time for a lot of people. A lot like of the people, Western Front for a while there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, the. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of the the bits and pieces around us, so some of the lakes and things got higher. People lost their basements. I was reading some posts on Facebook today where they were talking about some of the, the lake stuff and how some people literally have just had their basements finished, like yeah. after the flooding, and now they're hoping obviously that that situation is going to happen again. It was really bad last year, but um, that's something else you got to prep for. So on that really what we tend to do at least for the majority <coughs> seems to be sandbagging um evacuations we had a few as well which i know we've discussed with the iron responding stuff spence oh it's just the robot wade's mom <laughs> oh, the evacuation <laughs> we're not leaving sign have fun with your friends <laughs> there's like one person that didn't leave and that was his mom <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's brilliant. She gave us bread. Gene's <laughs> not leaving. Yeah, not leaving. Bye. That's crazy. Yeah, we had the we had to evacuate the campground there. That was a fun one. We had to do. Uh, there's a lot of houses and a lot of different areas we had to evacuate. And that's true. Sometimes at two in the morning, and people aren't yeah. quite so happy when you come knocking their door. Mm-hmm. Different types of characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like naked guy Scott had to knock yeah. on the door for. Yeah, no. Did I knock that? I thought he sent somebody else to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> did you know he was naked before? Or? No, we see him through the window or something. Naked? He saw it yeah. show up. Yeah, he saw it. Yeah, I don't think I knocked. I think he came out naked. We're like, oh, that guy's naked. <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually, we, we thought he was going to be not very ple- pleasant from looking at his exterior. Was, it was a trailer. Right. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, no problem, fellas. But he's like, totally naked. <laughs> okay. Sporting the host. Yeah, it's interesting to see how people react to evacuations because some people are just like, no problem. And they'll just leave. Other people are like bawling their eyes out, even though they're like out of the kind of like we're evacuating as more of a precaution. But some people are like, oh my God, lose everything. It's like, no, no, this is just totally a precaution. Like, <laughs> yeah. Probably nothing's going to happen, but we're just doing it. 
you know, they're crying and going on and trying to save their animals, which aren't actually in any danger right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's Fluffy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a few, yeah, a few good ones there. I think, yeah. Go ahead. I think the funniest thing, so we're up and we're doing the evacuation alert or whatever. I think it was an order yet, but it was an alert at the farms yeah. up, up top there. Like, it's on top of a mountain. Mm. Like, there's no water coming there. But the way that if the water levels rose much higher, it could wash out the only means of them getting out of there. So they're as safe as they can be. They'd just be stuck there. And yeah. those guys can probably self-sustain for years <laughs> with what they have. But so we go there and it's late at night and we have to do our job and, you know, knock, knock, knock. Hey, it's a flood evacuation. And it's kind of like idiots like do you know like where we are <laughs> yep <laughs> so you know that now right all right you have a great night i, I, I think you're with me and he was uh, i mean he was enjoying a nice movie and a glass or eight of wine and just was like all right guys is it bob's yeah, house yeah hey? <laughs> bob does that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a boxer to the one. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And we got anything for floods? Floods is one of those things like you, you never really fully know what you're gonna need. Like you need uh, probably rubber boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are, yeah. Sandbags. Yeah. Lots of sandbags. Lots Sand of sandbags. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, the cool that I don't know if it's a standard thing that people like they make, um, but obviously they don't like these little homemade things that the uh, town made. I guess they're town made, not all made. <laughs> they had the PVC pipes, and uh, they they put them, attached them to some wood for sandbag fillers. That's pretty cool. That, that those things they made. You know, I didn't see them. Where six were you pack? for the when we were sandbagging a thousand sandbags? No, I was carrying oh, sandbags. Yeah. Is what I was. Doing. So yeah, there was like it was like a six uh, six PVC pipes that just fit inside the sandbag. So we slip the sandbags over, and then you fill uh, take the shovels and fill up. Top and then pull the and then pull the little uh, thing out the six things that are pieced together with this wood and then now uh, you get six full sandbags. It's pretty cool. I have seen uh, people take a, a ladder, a roof ladder, um, for firefighting. Um, they lay it across like some um, like saw horses. Mm. You get road cones. Oh. And then you uh, cut like the tops off. Yeah, yeah. Just a mm. little bit wider, and then you lay them out along, the, and then you can do yeah, yeah. like. 15, 20 at a time, and then everyone just holds one, and then people just go through with the, either shovels or, or a, a backhoe can actually dump a whole bunch. Yeah. I really liked how we had that big fancy automated sandbagging machine <laughs> and sitting work. off to yeah. the side, away from the crews that were manually shoveling. Well, I guess that's the sandbags that came them. that had to get dug into the ground and they had to like basically yeah. excavate to make this that machine work. And they sent the wrong one or something like that. Yeah, so they they just ended up doing like. Like thirty guys lined up, <laughs> and then everybody grab a sandbag and mm-hmm. would fill up and just keep cycling through. Yeah. You say you say floods, and the first thing I thought of, well, the high ab's gonna get some use this summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's it true. Yeah. We had that. We had that sitting there loaded. We did for quite a while. Yeah. We did, and I think it's almost. It's why is that time again? We're gonna use that for that before we use it for anything else. No, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's one end of our industry that we can be proactive in. Like, mostly we're reactionary. Like, mm-hmm. we wait until something catches on fire, then go do something. But that's the kind of thing where you I almost so. need to be. Hmm? I would hope so. Yeah, well, that's sort of the, the, the way of the world. 
but yeah, sandbags is something <coughs> that you can be a little bit proactive mm-hmm. with, and you can make the sandbags and then wait for the floods to happen. Yeah, I was or, up at. The, oh, sorry. Yeah. <coughs> oh, you know. yeah. I was up at the landfill Saturday, and they must have. I don't know if those are old sandbags or new sandbags, mm-hmm. but they must have fifty or sixty palletfuls of sandbags ready up there. Well, problem with those is they don't last. Like no, that's they're, the problem because the burlap starts to kind of fall through and yeah. it starts to degrade, which is good because it's supposed to. But yeah. when you've made them all last year, which is probably what they were, they probably it, are. any weathering to yeah. that and they're just garbage. Exactly. They just fall apart as soon as you pick them up. Because yeah, yeah. I remember when we were down bagging that other one, they brought small ones down, and as soon as we were picking yeah, them they up, all they fell apart. Just, yeah. yeah, it was just a waste. And then baby had a pallet full of sand. Yeah. Like it was the worst. I think some of our flooding is happening because of the big because of the wildfires we've had on that side of the mountain. I would absolutely That's agree. That's why some of the extra creeks are flowing. Mm-hmm. So I was, because when I did that fire well, squad yeah, course, yeah. they were talking about that. And they said, like, when you get, it was just very common because a lot of the plants and bushes and everything else is up there, like, sucks a lot of that water up. Or they act as a natural barrier to a lot of that movement. But when we had the fires up there, it killed a whole bunch of that. And then, obviously, there wasn't anything there to drink a lot of that water. It takes a while for it to grow back. And that also changes the landscape. So there's maybe some things that, that were stopping those things from coming through or things that fell in certain places now because they were dead that caused more things. Do you know what I mean? So right. it's like a chain reaction. Speaking of fires, Mark, mm. tell us about that because that's something you do for preparing for spring and summer. Yeah, I'm trying to get a town on board right now um, and some local businesses as well with um, getting on board. We're trying to get that ready. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those things like every town kind of it's close to interface zones which we are so anything within about two kilometers basically because an ember can travel up to two kilometers which at least they've tested and cool spot fires which obviously depending on what's next to your home can cause all sorts of things if you've got tall grass trees that aren't limbed properly up to that kind of you know five six feet marker that it can then just transfer and then candle trees and then start passing over to structures and things like that so depending on what you've got around your house. So there's a whole thing that uh, we're trying to get moving where we actually get neighborhoods involved. They clean up their own yards, neighbors' yards, everyone kind of works together to collaborate and make their areas like a safe zone um, or a fire smart community. And then there's like, uh, there's certificates and accreditations and things that they can apply for, which we will be doing a wildfire awareness day, May 4th coming up. And the fourth be with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. the fourth be with you. They're actually they're trying to get um, they're trying to get um, permission to use lightsabers in one of their commercials so that they can use it for like slashing grass and lobbing branches off trees to kind of show yeah, yeah. that thing. But we're gonna do. Uh, Have we got to go ahead for the theater? The theater said they they're very open to us. So what we were talking about, I think we talked about we it previously. It. Yeah. Well, they said they're they're oh. good for it. So we were gonna get the movie Disney movie. No, it's not. It was Pixar. 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 Uh, yeah, Planes Fire Rescue. Yeah, Planes Fire Rescue. So we're going to get that plan, and then we're going to have like our trucks and stuff set up outside and uh, do some... Um, At the movie theater for free. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for all the families and stuff to come through and watch the movie, and then outside we'll have some you know stuff actually about wildfire prevention and things like that, more about the fire smart things and maybe mm-hmm. some forestry guys there as well, a few of our guys in turnout gear, that kind of stuff um, that we can just help show and promote and try and you know at least stop it as best we can for 
for homeowners because I think not a lot of people realize like oh if I'm not right against the mountainside I'm, it's not a problem and that's really not the case and even trying to explain to some people here it was like you know we've, we've talked about it before two structure fires we can probably deal with it uh, three we're probably starting to worry we're calling mutual aid and anything after that I think two I'd call mutual aid well two we call mutual aid regardless right but <clears throat> depend, yeah depending on where we're at but spot fires like they happen in fact from what i was doing what in a wildfire situation like it's basically those embers that are causing those fires all over the place and that's what happened in fort mcmurray as well um it's it's happened like well, time and time I'm, again. I'm assuming california california fire as well. tornadoes and stuff yeah well yeah exactly because yeah. of the wind conditions but those embers were just thrown for miles and miles and yeah. miles and if you've seen a few months ago, I think I posted the video for the burn house that they had and the, that they were testing, just pounding it with all the embers. And yeah, just like it goes in through the, through the vents in the house into the, um, into the, what you call the insulation in the, yeah. in the roof. And the whole thing goes up and you know, like it's catching all the little plants on the side of the home. Yeah. Like it just, it's so quick to do and you, you just maybe don't even notice it. It's kind of, it was almost like that side an issue the other day when the woman put a cigarette out of side. Right. Just a very small ember, but it ended up catching fire yeah. to the, yeah. the place, right? So yeah, if um, fire smart is definitely something if you are looking to prepare your community a little bit better, if you are in one of those kind of areas, anywhere within an interface of about two kilometers, you want to just get people involved. There's a whole bunch of information online that you can look at. Do they talk about burn off and all, like burn off in the spring, like, like dry grass around their home, or no? They they don't quality? really. They kind of say get professionals to do it, really. But is there, is there people that are allowed to do it? I'm mean, because if I, don't know, I remember learned, I remember when yeah. I was like I think I brought this up before when I was younger we used to burn mm -hmm. the entire hillside off by my house yeah. every spring just yep. for that reason, but nowadays you can't because air quality and mm -hmm. people complain yeah. but then then but then in the middle of august people are can't come out of their homes because the fires are so big i wish we did something about oh, this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah we can do some small burn offs before <laughs> this stuff gets out of hand but it's true no it, it really depends and especially like for us for example not anything in town limits obviously we can't do right. um mm -hmm. It's very difficult and it's challenging to get that. If we get the go ahead from the from the town to do certain things, maybe we would be able to do that, or we could get forestry in to maybe do some of that um, specifically and, and get them to do segments. But uh, yeah, you're not allowed to just kind of go do it. And some of those places are also protected wildlands or wetlands, and mm -hmm. too with possible future protected areas, yeah. you know, in and surrounding areas. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm can't do any of that anymore no no and it, we don't the other side of that as well is we don't want somebody wandering around setting fire to stuff in their yard <laughs> hey it's not i'm sorry it's just me it's my yard uh, <laughs> yeah it's so no to that i don't think <laughs> but there's still lots of things that people can do I do end up, and talking about FireSmart, I do end up with a lot of customers in the store where I work because we sell a lot of chainsaws and trimmers and stuff like that. And I get a lot of customers that come in that live up, up in the mountains uh, and communities that are up there, and they're looking to take down trees and limbs because they've obviously had fires up there in many years past, so they're aware of their area surrounding them, and at least they're trying to take care of it. That's so, good. Yeah. <coughs> 
Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, because a lot of people don't even they don't even think about it. Especially people that move into those areas, they go there because they want that peace and tranquility for, for the wilderness. They don't want to chop all the trees down around their house. Yeah, or they're they're surrounded by it and they don't realize that they need to kind of monitor it, right? Like I, I've had clients that moved out to one of those places, and I've made it very clear. It's like you need to you know make sure these things are taken care of, looked at, and go there a year later. And everything's like worse and overgrown, and I'm like, no, oh, just one, one of you going out there, even with one of your cigarettes, and just a quick flick, and whoosh, mm -hmm. everything's going up, and you ain't catching it, and we wouldn't be able to get there quick enough to catch it. Be nice and clean, though. It would. <laughs> it definitely would. Structure would be gone. Everything. <laughs> nice flat land to start over. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. Kind of pretty much it. Mm. Spring and summer. Spring and summer. Right. Yeah. I will tell a quick funny thing from that grass fire that we had. Um, so the chief goes over and talks to the property owner. Uh, the one that which, had the fire on it. <clears throat> which, which originally had the fire, which got away from him. And uh, he walks up and starts having words about how, hey, your fire got out of hand. This is what caused it. And his response back to the chief was, well, what do you mean? It's a burn day. <laughs> <laughs> and the chief replies, that doesn't mean you can burn your neighbor's house down. <laughs> <My sink. laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, oh, it was great. I, Bob comes up, we're overdoing something in the old thicket there, and he <laughs> moses over and tells me that. And I'm like, ah, classic. That's <laughs> great. Anybody get poison ivy from that thicket? There was a lot of poison ivy. There, there was a log in there. I I scrubbed myself. So the other thing with that as well was poison ivy. I don't know if you've got it in your areas too, but if you breathe it in, it can yeah, really. You shouldn't be breathing it in. No. And that's where again. Thank mask. Yeah. Or uh, just make sure you got your air pack on. That homeowner was quick to tell us about it right away. Yeah. He was really concerned about his fence. He was really concerned. Secondly, about. Um, he had a sprinkler system self-propelled near oh, yeah. the yeah. industry. I don't know what they're called, but he's it's like, ah, there's a sprinkler system. Oh, it's just about to say. Maybe that's it, right? Self-propelled like, like, like the big ones for the fields. Yeah, yeah. right, like a big field. The ones on wheels? The wheel, yeah. Yeah. wheel ones, yeah, right? It's like a pivot. They're self-propelled, I think. <laughs> the ones that we're driving around? <laughs> the wheel drives when we can't drive by because we're, we're in our way. Right. Uh, and you can. Should have self-propelled either way. <laughs> self-propelled, I think. Should have turned it on. I was going to say, should have just turned it on. Yeah, what the shit? Push it on. Done. Screw you But it was pressurized oil, blah, blah, blah. He was worried about that. No. As well, he's like, "Hey, just watch out for that thing. Cause it's pressure and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, right on. That one. And then thirdly, he says, "There's a lot of poison ivy over there." Thank you, sir. Yeah. 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 RZ mask for the win on that one mm -hmm. for sure. That's right. That'll definitely stop it. Gentlemen, Carl. Ash. Thank you, Kev. Good evening, Rob. Good night, Scott. Good night, and Mr. Spence. Thanks, Carl. Good night, Carl. What? <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Supporters, man. <laughs> Supporter. Sorry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>